Hello and welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm Russ Chevalier. Hey folks, more and more players are taking the steps to record at home for training purposes, for songwriting development, as a way to remember the riffs and progressions that you create. And really, it's never been easier. I've done a lot of episodes and articles about using your computer or external devices for recording. But I've received some feedback from folks who say, yeah, all good, but I want to get the sound of my amplifier with my effects in my environment on the recording. Well, it's really simple to do that, and you might only be missing one thing, which is a proper microphone. And that's what today's episode is about. The one best microphone to use when recording a guitar or bass amplifier. Now to get there, we need to quickly review what you need to record locally. Obviously, there needs to be a computer with some free hard disk space, either on the boot drive or on a separate external drive. I do prefer to recommend external drives because they'll give you more room and it's easier to move your stuff to different computers. You're going to need a digital audio workstation software package. If you have a Macintosh computer, you already have GarageBand, which costs you nothing and is incredibly easy to use. If your computer is Windows-based, well, you're going to have to go find a DAW. And my preference is Studio One Artist, which comes from the company PreSonus, which, interestingly, is now owned by Fender. Keeping things inexpensive, if you don't already have an interface, because you need one, the PreSonus 25th Anniversary Audio Box 96 at 140 bucks Canadian is a great choice, and it includes the license for Studio One Artist, everything in one box. It's got two switchable lower high impedance inputs, as well as two monitor outputs for powered studio speakers. It runs on AC power, includes the power supply, and it connects to your computer via USB 2, so it will work with pretty much anything. Even if you own a Mac and have GarageBand, but you don't have an interface, it's a great interface for the money. You'll read some alleged reviews that will criticize it because its maximum bitrate is only 96 kilohertz or 96,000 hertz, but if you remember, the bitrate for CDs is only 44.1 kilohertz. So you can see that for home use, this criticism has no validity to it at all. And because Presonus is owned by Fender, you can get these devices through your local Fender dealer or on Amazon. If you are looking at interfaces, you will have noted that I haven't recommended a kit with headphones and microphones. This is conscious choice on my part. Frankly, those mics and those headphones are, well, they're worth what you pay for them. Very, very little indeed. So let's get to that microphone. The one microphone that every person who records an amplifier should have is from Shure. It's the Shure SM57. These retail for about 140 bucks here in Canada and has been used in every studio and on every stage as the microphone for bass and guitar amplifiers. You can even use one for vocals, and while vocals are not what it's designed for, tons of artists over the years have done so. 
Now, of course, with any microphone, you're going to need a microphone cable and an inexpensive stand. And I'm always going to suggest a boom stand so you can orient the microphone where you want it. An example might be the OnStage M7701B stand, which retails in Canada for about 50 bucks. It's a great choice. I've got a couple. They'll hold the microphone, and then all you need is a cable, which, frankly, you can get from Amazon in their Amazon Basics line at a suitable length to you, and they're very inexpensive and absolutely will do the job. What's a suitable length? Well, if you don't know, I suggest just get a 20-footer and you're going to be good to go. The question now comes, where do I put the microphone in relation to my amplifier? It's actually pretty simple. If you look through the grill cloth on your amplifier, you'll be able to see the speaker. And at the center of the speaker is what we call the dust cover. Then we see the speaker cone and finally the edge where the speaker is mounted to the cabinet. So what you want to do is take the microphone and point it at that edge where the dust cover meets the speaker cone. So slightly off center. Put the microphone about six inches away from the grill cloth. Now connect that microphone cable between the microphone and the microphone input on your interface. In my example, using that PreSonus interface, it's connected to your computer by USB. So now start your DAW application, either GarageBand or Studio One Artist, and in its preferences under audio, choose the port on the interface that is where the microphone is plugged in. Often that will be channel one. Enable the track in your digital audio workstation and then adjust the level on the track using the controls on the interface first and then fine tune if you have to in the DAW software. Basically where you want to be is have the levels coming in in the green with peaks into the yellow but not into the red on the meters in the DAW. You'll probably see that the meters on the front of an interface don't match the DAW exactly, and that's normal. Use the meters in the DAW to determine the best level for recording. Now it comes to the fun part. You're going to pick up your instrument, tap the record button for the DAW, and start playing. Don't worry about being fast to start or on the money. This is a digital recording, and it's easily edited after the fact. When you're finished playing whatever you're playing, click the stop button in the DAW and rewind and hit play. You're going to hear the audio come through your computer speakers or the headphone jack on the interface if you chose it, that is the headphone jack, as the audio output for the DAW. Now, just so you know, this is not going to take a long time. With a little bit of patience and deliberation, you're going to be set up to record in well under an hour. Most people are done in 15 minutes. Now, if you don't like the sound coming through the computer speakers, and I would understand that, or you don't like monitoring wearing headphones, you can always add a pair of small monitor speakers plugged directly into your interface. Any interface worth its salt has a pair of monitor outs left and right. Again, with the goal of keeping costs down, consider the PreSonus Eris E3.5 monitor pair. They're really good sounding, and they're only 150 bucks per pair, and they're small, so they're not going to take up a huge amount of space. You will need to get two one-quarter inch tip ring shield TRS cables 
to go from your interface to these monitors. And while you can buy them at your music shop, you're going to find them at their lowest possible price on Amazon, and you'll easily find them in different lengths in accordance with what your needs are. Now, please understand, I've recommended in this episode products from Shure, from Apple, and from PreSonus, as well as from Amazon. Be aware that I receive no compensation for my recommendations in any way. I don't get money. I don't get get gear for free. I've used this gear myself. And that's the only way that I will ever recommend anything that I've personally bought it or personally tested it. I hope that you found this episode valuable. Thanks as always for listening. Don't forget to click subscribe to be notified of new content. Please leave a comment or send in a question. I read and respond to all. If you haven't checked out the articles at thatguitarlover.com, please have a look because there's material there that just doesn't fit in a podcast. However, for the podcast at thatguitarlover.com, I'm Russ Chevalier and I bid you peace.